Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, and we're back for another episode of the American Soul Podcast. I'm going to take one of our little walks down the road. A couple puppy dogs in the area, but that's about all the company I've got so far. We'll see what else comes to join us. Hope y'all are doing well, folks. Hope that your day, wherever you are and whatever you're doing, is going smoothly. And I'm I'm very grateful that y'all decided to join me for a little bit here. I appreciate that. I know y'all have other things that you could do with your time. And so... I'm grateful for that, and I'm especially grateful, folks, for those of y'all that continue to share the podcast and to help it grow. Uh, It means an immense amount, and it's it's humbling to think that I might be saying something that resonates with some of y'all out there, and hopefully, of course, this helps our country just a little bit, even if just a little bit in the long run. So today, I would like to read through FDR's 1939 Address to Congress. And I just want to read, I'm not going to read the whole thing, folks, because it's, it's kind of lengthy. But I would like to just read a few excerpts from it. And, and then if I can remember at the very end, I'm going to read one other quote that kind of ties this together. But you know what, I'll just, I'll just go ahead and start, and we'll get into it, and we'll see how far we get. So this again, this was, I believe, yeah, January of 1939, this was FDR's annual message to Congress. In reporting on the state of the nation, I have felt it necessary on previous occasions to advise the Congress of disturbance abroad and of the need of putting our own house in order in the face of storm signals from across the seas. As this 76th Congress opens, there is need for further warning. A war which threatened to envelope envelop the world in flames has been averted, but it has become increasingly clear that world peace is not assured. All about us rage undeclared wars, military and economic. All about us grow more deadly armaments, military and economic. All about us are threats of new aggression, military and economic. Storms from abroad directly challenge three institutions indispensable to Americans. Now, as always... The first is religion. It is the source of the other two, democracy and international good faith. Religion, by teaching man his relationship to God, gives the individual a sense of his own dignity and teaches him to respect himself by respecting his neighbors. Democracy, the practice of self-government, is a covenant among free men to respect the rights and liberties of their fellows. International good faith, a sister of democracy, springs from the will of civilized nations of men to respect the rights and liberties of other nations of men. In modern civilization, all three, religion, democracy, and international good faith, 
complement and support each other. I'm going to stop every once in a while, folks, and make a couple comments. One comment, I think, in this already that's so important is that FDR was saying that the first, the most important institution for Americans, and two things. One, the most important was religion. And he's talking about the Christian religion, as we'll see later on in this address, folks. He's not talking about Islam. He's not talking about Buddhism, Hinduism, atheism, or deism, or anything else. He's talking about the Christian faith. The second is just the one, the three little words, now, as always, reinforce the fact that this has always been the case for our country. This is not something just in this moment of time for FDR and the nation. This is not something that's just just for him as a person, right? This has always been the case. And so much, folks, again, this, this modern narrative of, of separation of church and state, it's destroying our country. And it's a total fabrication, a total lie. And this just reinforces the fact that, that the exact opposite of that, those Supreme Court decisions, is the actual truth, supported by history and facts. So we'll keep going here. In a modern civilization, all three, religion, democracy, and international good faith, complement and support each other. Where freedom of religion has been attacked, the attack has come from sources opposed to democracy. Where democracy has been overthrown, the spirit of free worship has disappeared. And where religion and democracy have vanished, good faith and reason in international affairs have given way to strident ambition and brute force. An ordering of society which regulates religion, democracy, and good faith among nations to the background can find no place within it for the ideals of the Prince of Peace. The United States rejects such an ordering and retains its ancient faith. So a couple things here again. Again, he's saying freedom of religion, that's where it starts, right? And ambition and brute force are what happens when we do away with religion. Again, talking about Christianity. And democracy, right? And I would go out on a limb here, folks, and say that FDR was not referring to mob democracy, but he was referring to democracy in the sense of our republic, right? A, a limited democracy in a sense, a, a representative democracy or representative republic, however you want to say it. People throw words around a lot today, but we are not a true democracy, nor were we ever intended to be by our founders. They were terrified, and rightly so, because we see what happens when you get the mob involved throughout history. And we've seen it the last couple of years, folks. We've also seen this strident ambition and brute force uh, blatantly displayed by the, the modern American left over the last couple of years in America. Just total disregard for law, rule of law, total disregard for our religion and our faith, which he refers to again here as it's our ancient faith, right? The one we've had all along, again, reaffirming that this is not something just in that moment of time. It's not something new at this point in 1939. This is something that has always been the case. And the Prince of Peace there, folks, you can't see it, but you can go find this speech anywhere online. You just type in 
1939 address to Congress, annual address to Congress, FDR, Prince of Peace is capitalized. It's a direct reference to Jesus Christ. So this idea that, that he was talking about Deus or, or this idea that America was set up to be anything other than a Christian nation is just totally false. Totally false. And again and again on this podcast, and folks, I can't tell you that how much I'm just scratching the surface. We haven't even really seen the whole iceberg above the water. And you know that below the water, it's even even larger. So we're just kind of getting rolling. So we'll continue again here. There comes a time in the affairs of men when they must prepare to defend not their homes alone, but the tenets of faith and humanity on which their churches, their governments, and their very civilization are founded. The defense of religion, of democracy, and of good faith among nations is all the same fight. To save one, we must now make up our minds to save all. We know what might happen to us of the United States if the new philosophies of force were to encompass the other continents and invade our own. We, no more than other nations, can afford to be surrounded by the enemies of our faith and our humanity. Fortunate it is, therefore, that in this Western Hemisphere we have, under a common ideal of democratic government, a rich diversity of resources and of peoples functioning together in mutual respect and peace. A couple things here again, folks. Again, each time he starts with religion, faith, our Christian faith, that's what he starts with first. And and when he says, it's really important because a lot of people today, you hear a lot of people who claim to be conservative use this phrase, well, I'm I'm fiscally conservative, but I'm socially liberal. Well, that's that's impossible. You can't be because eventually if you're socially liberal, that liberal ideology isn't going to take over the fiscal part because you're going to you're going to decide that you don't really have to stick to the rules at some point. That's what's going to happen. And we see it time and time again. Well, we'll just bend the rules just a little. Well, that's not that bad. And the and the social conservative part is what destroys our families and our communities and our nation. And, and then it doesn't matter whether you're fiscally conservative or not, because there's no possibility of being fiscally conservative when everything else is destroyed. So I think that's important that, that FDR noted that, that, that it's all the same fight. So if we're going to save one, we've got to save them all. And then he also notes that, you know, we can't just ignore, and Patrick Henry talked about this in the Revolutionary War. When Boston was under attack, he made the comment that, well, if we just sit down here and do nothing, do you think that they're just going to leave us alone, the British? you think, think they're not going to come down here to Virginia? And that's, that's what FDR was getting at here is he's saying, well, we can't just sit back and say, oh, well, we've got these two oceans around us. This idea of isolationism, which is also real prevalent today. You saw this in a lot of people, again, who claim to be conservative that were again and again, we should leave Afghanistan. We should leave Iraq. We shouldn't be there. We, that's none of our business. Okay. The idea that these Muslim terrorists are going to leave us alone if we just go away and leave them alone is just nonsense. And we're seeing that and we're going to get a front row seat to it again. The problem in both of those contexts was 
we weren't really fighting a real war. We were fighting a police action. If we had fought a war the way we fought World War II, then we wouldn't have the problems that we have today. It would be a whole different scenario across the entire world, not just for the United States. And, and FDR is here talking about this idea, this isolationist idea is just nonsense. If we let the rest of the world go up in flames, do we really think that we're going to be able to sit back in our little corner and survive? I don't know if I have time for it. I'm going to check on time. Yeah, I'm kind of getting low. We're definitely, we're going to have to do this in two parts, folks, and that's fine. Um, there's a little vignette, and I, I can't remember, folks. I'm sorry. I wish I could remember the book, and I wish I could remember the man's name. But there was a gentleman during the Civil War who wanted to keep his family completely out of the Civil War. And so he moved to this little backwater nowhere. In, and he was just sure that that was going to help him avoid this Civil War that was ripping our nation apart. He didn't want to be a part of it, right? Just wanted to ignore it. Like so many people today, we just want to ignore it and it'll go away. If we leave it alone, it'll leave us alone. And so, you know, the years went by and he was back here with his family in this little backwater village. And lo and behold, where had he moved his family to but just down the road from Appomattox Courthouse. And so in the end, the fight came, or it was right around there, folks. I need to, I need to really go find this. But the point is, we can't just sit back and ignore what's going on around us. And really, this what the way I'm applying this is in our country more than the world right now. We've got to get our house in order. That was another line that FDR used in this. If y'all remember just a few minutes ago, we've got to get our house in order. If we don't save ourselves, folks, here and now, not only are we useless to the rest of the world, we're more than that. We're dangerous. If we go down, folks, we will take the world with us at this point. It's just Lincoln said the same thing. FDR is going to kind of mention the same thing. Actually, he's going to mention the exact same thing later on in this address. And we're going to have to cut it there, folks, for tonight. I've got one more little comment to make. This idea that, that God has not been integral to our nation the whole time through, and in particular, it's just not true, folks. And you can look. Every time we have come to dark moments in our country's history, our great leaders have turned to God the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. That's where they've turned. Every time. And so to sit here today and say, well, that's not really true, or we shouldn't do it now, the first takes the fact that if people say, well, all those men, they didn't really mean it, that takes an unbelievable amount of cynicism. And then the second to say that, well, we shouldn't do it now, takes an unbelievable amount of arrogance and ignorance. Folks, our nation has always been tied to God. We have always turned to Him in our darkest hours. And up until this point, folks, He has always let us through. Always. And that's what we have to do now. We've got to turn back to Him to acknowledge. I know nobody likes to talk about this nasty word sin, but to acknowledge the sins of our nation, not just us as individuals. To seek His forgiveness as a nation. 
or it's over. It's over. Bottom line, folks. So we're going to dig into this speech some more because there's, there is a ton more good stuff, and, and we'll talk about it then. So I hope you all have a wonderful rest of whatever is left of your day. I hope wherever you have your influence, your sphere of influence, please spread the truth just a little bit, folks. Just a little bit. It helps so much. God bless y'all. God bless America. We will talk to y'all again real soon.